Project Management Insights, providing project managers with professional development in the interpersonal skills areas of leadership, team building and communication. Hello, <laughs> today's question for you is, are you the sort of project manager that dumps and runs? Sounds good, doesn't it? Well, what I mean is at the end of your project, do you are you the sort of project manager that just wants to be done with the project? You want to be finished with it, you've had enough, it's driven you crazy, it's been you know a problem and the bane of your life for the last 12, 18 months, two years, however long your project's been running, and all you want to do is get out of it and move on to the next project. This is what I mean by dump and run. A project manager that dumps and runs is a project manager that does not fully complete the process of handing the project over into a business as usual state. I find this often where there's a lack of understanding about what BAU is and therefore how you would go about delivering your project into a satisfactory business as usual state. So I want to talk to you about that today because ultimately if you are a project manager that dumps and runs then you are not successfully completing your project in my mind and yes I'm a pretty hard critic. But what I'm going to say is this, your project is only successful if it is fully operational in a business as usual state. So therefore, if you don't hand your project over to business as usual in the best possible way, then your project is of little use because it's not operationalized. This is key. This is not only about change management and good change management practice. It's about having all of the support in place for the business in relation to the project outcome, whether that's a system or a new process or a change of process, something that's been automated from manual, whatever it is. The business needs to know that in an operational state, what it is that you've changed through your project works and that if it doesn't work they know where and how to get support to have that fixed. Now this for me is about things like service level agreements, putting service level agreements in place with vendors, external providers, people outside your organization who have a part to play in operationalizing, big word there, operationalizing the outcome of your project. It's about putting operational OLAs, operating level agreements in place between internal departments, internal areas within the larger business that you operate so that those people are very clear what it means to have a, a, a problem, a downtime, something that means that the business can't use or function with whatever it is that you have done for them, changed 
the system, the process, you name it. There's got to be someone there to be able to support the business if there are problems. There might be multiple areas within the business that need to have OLAs or SLAs in place that the business has agreed to. And notice that I said the business has agreed to. This is not about that functional area. And more often than not, I'm talking here about um, IT and it could be other areas within the business. But let's specifically focus on IT. So within an IT space, there might be the database administration. There might be the network server team. There might be the risk and assessment team. There might be the service desk team all have to have an an external vendor that's responsible for the platform overall or security as an example. They might all have to have service level agreements or operational level agreements in place so that if the system at any time is not doing what it's supposed to be doing, the people within the business can make one phone call to the service centre And the service centre will know, so there is a process in place regarding this particular system so that they know exactly what the escalation process is in order for them to go and find out and validate what's gone wrong, who are they going to contact, how many areas are they going to contact, what's the first port of call, so what's the as I said, the escalation process, does it go through tier one, tier two, tier three? I mean, standard service level, a service desk operational procedures, if you have those in place. But this is key because this means that the business does feel comfortable that they have the support if something is not working. The other thing it needs to be in place are procedural documents for the business, especially if we're talking about process change or system implementation. The business needs documentation to support them. You might have done training with them as part of the change management process as an example. Back that up with procedures and documents and and, um, training manuals as an example, but documentation that the business can fall back on if they need to at any time to validate that what's happening for them is legitimate or shows them that there's a problem. It assists them to to operationalise whatever it is, as I said, that your project outcome is all about. And so this handing over into this business as usual state really is a critical part of successful project delivery. The business should not be signing off on the project completion and you should not be closing down your project until you have successfully satisfied the criteria of handing over into an operationalized or business as usual state. Key people in the operationalizing side of it, so that might not necessarily be the business themselves. You might have worked through the change process with the business themselves, but the the systems people, as an example, the people in IT, as an example, they need to have been involved in a handover you need to be able to walk them through with the business preferably because 
once you are no longer part of the project, they need to understand who the people are that they will be speaking to. They need to be comfortable of knowing the people that they will be going to and the level of experience and knowledge that they have. So what I found is getting everybody in a room and talking through the operationalizing of the particular project makes it very valuable because what happens is I start to hear from the support people, the problems or things that they think need to be in place. They might tell me about procedures or notes or information that needs to be updated or changed that I not might not be aware of. The business might have criteria that are critical to them and it allows the IT people, as an example, to hear what it is that the business's expectations are and to understand whether they're going to be able to meet those or not. Again, this is um, similar to what I do where I hold brainstorming sessions or group sessions to um, flesh out service level agreements and operating level agreements, OILAs and SLAs. Um, having everybody in the same room at the same time makes the whole job of this easier and it runs more smoothly. When you do it in isolation, so you talk to the business and then you go and talk to your IT as an example, you'll find that there's issues that come up and they can't easily be addressed and there's a lot of backwardsing and forwardsing going on. So the ultimate and easiest thing to do is get everybody in the one room. Talk to them about the business, get the business to speak out their expectations. Let that the others who are going to be supporting this particular process speak out about whether that works for them or whether it doesn't work for them. Be open to finding a negotiated outcome because the business can't always have what they want. Maybe their expectations are just not valid or, or viable in the environment. Maybe there's more money that needs to be put into support for them to have that outcome that they want. Just be aware of all of this as you are working with these people to successfully create the opera, operationalizing of the process that you've changed or the, the whatever the business process, the business function that you've changed through your project. For me, this is, as I said earlier, a very big part of fully and successfully delivering a project it must be considered a part of your project before it's closed down. Do not close down your project until you have successfully handed over to BAU. Don't be that dump and run project manager anymore. You don't need to be that person and your reputation will be better if you are known as the person that really does hand over into a good business as usual and operationalized state. It will hold credit for you and bode well for future projects because your business owner or business sponsor, project sponsor, will be talking about the great job that you've done. So do yourself a favor and don't dump and run. Hand over into an operationalized state and BAU and give yourself an extra gold star on your rating as a project manager. All right, talk to you next time. Thank you for listening to this Project Management Insights podcast. Be sure to visit projectmanagementinsight.com and sign up for our monthly newsletter or to receive updates on upcoming training.